Welcome, everybody, to today's episode of The Jadava Show. This is your host, Jacob Valier. Glad to have you with us on the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, November the 25th. Happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody that listens to the show. Hope you had a wonderful time with your families. I know I did. I ate a lot of turkey, um, had some pie afterwards, and got a full dosage of football. Um, Yep, the three games. I did not watch the World Cup. Please do not ask me if I watched the World Cup because I don't really care about soccer in any way, shape, or form. No offense to those of you who love soccer. Uh, it's, it's not my thing, personally. But um, happy Thanksgiving. Happy belated Thanksgiving to everybody. Obviously, I will get into my picks uh, while we were on, <coughs> excuse me, while we are on this episode. Uh, a few games happened yesterday. I uh, learned a lot. Uh, you know, it's funny. Sometimes the Thanksgiving Day slates don't really reveal a lot to us. Um, You know, sometimes there's some bad teams. Obviously, the Lions play every year on Thanksgiving. And there's a lot of teams that play on Thanksgiving that don't actually make any noise and haven't made any noise all year. And um, I made my unofficial pick Sunday or uh, Monday, and I was one and two. I, you know, all three teams that I picked to win won, but the the Lions covered, the Giants backdoor covered against the Cowboys. Um, and then Minnesota obviously covered. They 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 uh, were two and a half point favorites. They won by seven. A uh, few things I learned. So in the Bills Lions game, I keep hearing that um, Buffalo is just they don't look like a championship team right now. Oh, we can't trust Buffalo. Oh, this that. I mean, listen, I'm of the mindset that every good team, every championship team, goes through. Trauma, not trauma, but like a, a, a down period. Let me give you several examples from the last few years. You remember the LA Rams last year? You know, the team that's now three and seven, they're not very good. But last year, they won the Super Bowl. Matt Stafford led the NFL in interceptions. And midway through the season, the seven and one Rams then went on a three game losing streak. That included a 12 point loss at home to Tennessee. A 21-point loss on Monday Night Football to San Francisco, and then an eight-point loss to Green Bay. That was not as close as the stats would, as the uh, final score would indicate. Three-game losing streak midseason, and leading into that three-game losing streak, they had beaten the Giants, the Lions, and the Texans, and even the crappy Seahawks before that. So everybody was looking at the seven and four L.A. Rams around Thanksgiving time and thought, well, this team's overrated. This team, you know, they got all the talent, but they don't look like a championship team right now. Well, the Rams figured it out. They won on a a five-game winning streak, and they beat up on Jacksonville and Seattle, and Minnesota wasn't very good last year, but they beat Arizona. They beat them down. They beat the Ravens, and then they lost to the 49ers, and they entered the playoffs as a wild card, and nobody believed in them, and they went and beat the Cardinals at home in the in the wild card. They went to Tampa Bay and beat them, and they hosted the 49ers, for, and that was their third try against them, and beat them, and then they beat the Red Hot Bengals in the Super Bowl. But there was a time, a large portion of the time last year, that you weren't very sure on the Rams. Let me give you another example. Uh, Kansas City, the last few years, last year, did you know that seven weeks into the season, the Chiefs were three and four? 
coming off a 27-3 loss at Tennessee, and Patrick Mahomes led the league in interceptions through seven weeks. There are four losses. They had back-to-back blowout losses, home against Buffalo and then at Tennessee. And they beat up on the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles, who weren't very good last year. And they lost narrowly to the Chargers, and they lost narrowly to the Ravens. And people thought, well, this this Chiefs team's not very good. Well, guess what? They were 3-4. and They ended the year 11-1. and And then they won two playoff games, scoring 42 points in both of their wins. And then they made the, the AFC Championship game, and they were almost... They were in control for most of the game before they fell apart. Yeah, the Chiefs last year, very close to making the Super Bowl. At one point, it looked, you know, we were a bit uneasy. 2019, when the when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, they were 6-4 and four through 10 games. Mahomes was injured, and after the bye week, you know, they were putting up okay offensive performances. You know, they. I remember they 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 went to New England and they barely edged out an old Brady team. And at one point they were down twenty four nothing in the divisional rounds of round of the playoffs to Houston at home. Ended up outscoring them fifty one to seven the rest of the game. And they were down seventeen to seven at one point in the AFC Championship game to the Titans. They outscored them twenty eight to seven the rest of the game. They were down at one point 20 to 10 to the 49ers in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. They outscored them 21 0 the rest of the game. My point is I bring up the Rams. I bring up the Chiefs. Because look at Buffalo right now. They're struggling. I wouldn't say that it's awful. I don't think the Bills are awful. They have scored the second most points in the NFL and allowed the fifth fewest points. On average, they're outscoring teams by 10 every week. Oh, but they barely beat the Lions. Okay, the Lions were on a uh, three-game winning streak heading into the game. They were crushing Cleveland last week. They were crushing the Vikings before the Vikings pulled a rabbit out of their hat in Buffalo a few weeks ago. Or else they'd be 9-2 with a win over one of the best teams in the NFC. They were tight quarters with the Jets, who, by the way, are a good team. They're just a quarterback, you know, away. And their only other loss was against Miami. By the way, when Tua has played a full game this season, he's undefeated. Their other wins, they've beaten up on the Rams when they were, you know, unveiling their their banner and holding up the Lombardi Trophy at the beginning of the season. The Rams were still the Rams. Then they crushed the Titans, you know, the best team in their division and one of the best teams in the AFC. They, they beat up on the Ravens, who were a playoff team, crushed Pittsburgh. That's hard to do. It's hard to crush Mike Tomlin Steelers. They, you know, go down to the wire against the Chiefs, beat up on the Packers, beat up on the Browns, and escape on Thanksgiving Day on short rest against the Lions. What, I don't understand. I mean, everybody's saying they're not a championship team. How many times do champion the teams that win Super Bowls look like a championship team all season long? You, you You're a realtor, right? How often do you just sell, I mean, do you just sell homes every week? Like you get a new client every week, you sell a house, like it's just nonstop, you're selling a house. Like, no, you go through quiet times. You go through times where the market is, you know, not great. But that doesn't make you a bad realtor. 
just means the market's not good. It means life is happening. It means you're just sort of going through the motions. And so when it comes to the Bills, I don't look at them the last few weeks any differently than I did at the beginning of the season. They've got the talent. And by the way, last year, Josh Allen went through a lull. Through a lot of picks, his, his, his um, mechanics were a bit off. And the Bills lost a couple games. But you know what? Playoff time, they went had a home game against the Patriots. Josh Allen had one of the best games I've ever seen a quarterback play. Then, the next week against the Chiefs in Kansas City for the divisional round, that crazy game, yeah, Josh Allen threw two game-winning touchdown passes and didn't win the game. Stop it. Buffalo's going to be fine. They're going to wind up in the AFC Championship game this year. Hopefully it's against Kansas City, and we get a rematch, rematch. And we'll see. We'll see. But, I, I, again, I don't look at them any differently than, than I did a few weeks ago when they were 7-1 and one, or 6-1, and one, whatever they were. I don't look at them differently. I look at them as the same dominant team that I saw at the beginning of the year against the Rams in L.A., against the Titans on Monday Night Football that crushed those two teams. I look at them the same way. I think they're just going through the same midseason slump that a lot of good teams go through. So that's just my, that's my opinion. That's what I learned yesterday. The Bills... What have been, what's been everybody's complaint about them? They don't win close games. Yesterday was a very close game. The Lions had their best offensive game plan possible against, against uh, Buffalo. Detroit played really well on offense. They ran the ball well. They threw. They were excellent on third down, throwing the ball with Jared Goff. They were excellent. They were throwing everything at Buffalo, and they found a way to win. So, I mean, they found a way to win a tight game against the Chiefs in Kansas City earlier this year. I don't want to hear. I, I feel like I've seen Buffalo win close games now. Now I know that home game against the Vikings. That's going to sting, right? That's going to sting because you look at that and you're like, "Well, they had every opportunity to win that game and they just didn't." I I understand. But still, this team right now, the way it's currently constructed, can win a championship, even if Von Miller's hurt. Even if they don't end up signing Odell Beckham. Vaughn Miller, he didn't tear his ACL last night. He'll be fine. He'll be back for the playoffs. I don't think they're going to get Odell Beckham because Odell Beckham don't want to play in Buffalo. But even if, they don't, if, even if all that happens, I still view them as a championship team. Will they win the Super Bowl? I don't know. There's a lot of great teams that could win it. But Buffalo is one of them. Buffalo could very well make it to the Super Bowl this year and win it. Josh Allen's just got, I mean, he's got to play better than he's playing now, but everybody goes through this. Matthew Stafford went through it last year. The last few years, Patrick Mahomes every year seems to go through a phase of the season where he just sort of mechanically, you know, he's off, he throws a lot of picks, he throws some inaccurate incompletions. You know, you've seen Aaron Rodgers do it, you've seen Tom Brady and Mahomes and Stafford do it, and you're seeing Josh Allen do it. Not every quarterback can complete a perfect season. Remember Lamar Jackson in 2019? Had like the perfect year. Yeah, he got blown out at home in his first playoff game. <laughs> right? Matt Ryan, perfect regular season 2016. Second half of the Super Bowl, he completely came unglued. Lost a critical fumble, took a lot of bad penalties, and they blew a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. All right? Relax, everybody, on Buffalo. Just relax. Staying with the theme of relax, I'm going to say the same thing. About the second game, we'll get to my, you know, I'll, I'll try to run through this, get to my picks. The Dallas Cowboys have the most dramatic fans in football. 
I remember a few weeks ago when they blew that lead and lost in overtime in Green Bay to the Packers. Oh my gosh, are the Packers expo- are the Cowboys exposed? Have they exposed the Cowboys? Do they really have that great of a defense? Is Dak Prescott just not a winner? Oh my gosh, all these things. It's just amazing. And then they go out and they blow out the Vikings and then they, you know, they have an okay win on Thanksgiving Day against the Giants. Oh, this is a Super Bowl team. This is a Super Bowl team. There's it, sometimes when you win a game, you, you, you just win, right? It's just a win. It's a step in the right direction. But let's not get crazy here. The Dallas Cowboys, as currently constructed, are not a Super Bowl team. I hate to break it to everybody. If the Cowboys played Philadelphia or San Francisco, or even if they had a rematch with Minnesota in the playoffs, I think they lose to two of those three teams, if not all three of them. I think they stack up poorly with the 49ers. I think they stack up poorly with the way the Eagles are currently constructed. And personally, I think if they got the Vikings again, who knows? I think that was a freak game, 40-3 to to the Vikings who came into that game with an 8-1 and record, who just had beaten Buffalo the week before. I don't think it's 40-3 to again. They play again. If they play the 49ers, they get, I think they lose a playoff game in the wild card round to San Francisco if that's what happens. I do. I don't see this, as, I don't see this team making it to the NFC Championship game. First of all, to, to make a championship run, you need to have a great head coach. You need to have a great quarterback. You can have everything else. The 49ers have made championship runs with Kyle Shanahan, a great coach. But they've had an average quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's what's kept them from reaching their ceiling. The Cowboys don't have either. They have a coach that could only win one Super Bowl in his 11 seasons with Aaron Rodgers. Only go to the Super Bowl once. He had Aaron Rodgers. Four-time MVP, Super Bowl MVP, the best touchdown-interception ratio in league history, only went to one Super Bowl with him. So you got a coach that's not great. He bungles in-game situations all the time. You even saw it with that early fourth down against the Giants yesterday. What, like, what are you doing, dude? you got a full game. you got the better roster. Just punt it. You'll get the ball back. So that's one thing. You, so you got, you got him. you got Mike McCarthy, and then you got Dak Prescott. He is in, I've called him an average quarterback. I think he's right there with the Jimmy Garoppolo's and the Kirk Cousins and the Derek Carrs and the Ryan Tannehill's. I think they're all, personally, I think all those guys that I just mentioned are the exact same guy. You can win games with them. I think you can make the playoffs with all of them. But will you win a championship with them? I sincerely doubt it with all of them. I, seriously, like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott are so, are they're pretty much the exact same player. On one o'clock against the Giants or Washington or Chicago or Detroit, Dak Prescott is a Hall of Famer. Put Dak Prescott on an eight thirty game against the Packers, an eight thirty game against the 49ers, or against this year's Eagles team. Are you really taking Dak Prescott in that game? All the lights on him. All the eyeballs on him against a superior op- opponent? You're really taking Dak Prescott? Coached by Mike McCarthy against Kyle Shanahan? Against Matt LaFleur? Really? I think that's a good win for them. They're 8-3. and three. I think the Giants are about to fall apart. They've lost 3 out of 4. And you're starting to sort of see 
well, maybe this team wasn't as good as we thought. <laughs> maybe, maybe the, maybe the uh, Giants, we, we jumped the gun on them. Maybe they did have some unbelievably lucky wins, and we just sort of co- said, oh, Brian Dable, coach of the year. Yeah, well, you know, they're, they're okay. I really was. I mean, it's the most stunning seven and one team I've ever six and one team I've ever seen were the were the uh, Giants. They very nearly blew that game at Jacksonville. They were very lucky that Lamar Jackson threw that game away against the Ravens. Aaron Rodgers threw the game away against the Packers. You know, and they you know, <laughs> Randy Bullock. Missed a kick that would have won the game in week one against the Titans. In the Panthers game, they, they you know played against Baker Mayfield. In Chicago, they played against pre-week eight Justin Fields. Those are their wins this year. Bailed out by Randy Bullock. Bailed out by Rodgers and Lamar Jackson choking. And bailed out by you know Christian Kirk not being able to get an extra yard that would have won the Jaguars that game. They're seven and one, and then they played Houston. That's their seventh win. But then they their last three losses have all been blowouts. Take away the garbage time touchdown, they would have had three losses. Their their three losses would have been all by at least fourteen points. This is not a good football team. They're seven and four. I get it. They're probably they were they're in the playoffs right now. I I don't think they're a playoff team. I think you look at the rest of their season. They have to go home against Washington, home against Philadelphia. I'd be surprised if they won both of those games. Then they go at Washington, at Minnesota, home against the Colts, and then at Philadelphia. Do you think they're winning one or two? Could they lose all of those games? Could they win one more game the rest of this season? They've got the toughest schedule by strength of schedule in the NFL the rest of the year. I learned a lot about the Giants. They're, They're just not that great. They have gotten so unbelievably lucky this year. I, I really don't have any trust that they could be. I mean, they make the playoffs, they're getting blown out. Okay, they're getting blown out if they make the playoffs. Because da- they got Daniel Jones, one of the league's worst quarterbacks, and they got Saquon Barkley, who I think is one of the more overrated running backs in the NFL. The last two weeks, 26 carries for 61 yards. That's 2.4 yards per attempt. I mean, just Yeah, he's 25 years old. He's, he's got five years of running in the NFL on his legs. So that's what I learned about the Cowboys and the Giants. And then finally, the Vikings, I think that this is a team, I think they're frauds. I think this is a team that you can bully around when you get into the playoffs, no matter what their rec- what the records of the two teams are. I don't know. I just watched Kirk Cousins, and last night the bright lights were on. A good defense was before him, and I know he threw for 299, three touchdowns on 30-37, but his interception was bad. He's just, it's, it feels like there's a lot of just throw it up to Justin Jefferson, hope he makes a play sort of thing, and he is unbelievable. But still, like, you know, you got to actually go out and, you know, make your own plays in the playoffs. You're not going to get the Patriots in the playoffs. You're not going to get, you know, I don't know, name a bad team. You're not going to get the Skylar Thompson-led Dolphins in the playoffs like they got earlier this year. You're going to have to face a real team. You're going to have to face an Eagles pass rush or a 49ers pass rush or maybe even a Cowboys pass rush. And, you know, Kirk Cousins loves to crumble in those spots. So, you know, that's what I learned. The Patriots or whatever, I don't think they're a playoff team. I, I didn't learn much about them at all last night. 
All right, so quickly to my picks. I know this is a longer-than-usual Friday episode, but we had the Thanksgiving Day games yesterday. Let me go quickly into it. All right, uh, Buccaneers at Browns. I'm going to take Cleveland plus three in this one. The Browns have played very, very inspired football recently. This is the last game they'll have with Jacoby Brissett. Um, And Tampa Bay, offensively, you know, they're coming off a bye week, but a team that struggles offensively coming off a bye you have to actually take into account that maybe that just slows them down a little bit. They had their best offensive performance before the bye week. You think, well, maybe they can get into a rhythm, but then they get a week off. They're at Cleveland. Jacoby Brissett, the Browns' defense is awful. But Jacoby Brissett's been playing well, and they run the ball very well, and Amari Cooper has really shown out. I don't know. I think this team likes Jacoby Brissett. It's his last time out there. They're going against Tampa Bay, who's dealing with injuries all season long. Tampa can also afford a loss here. I'm going to take the Browns plus three. Not going to guarantee a win. Maybe a close loss, but still, I like the Browns plus three. Uh, Bengals at Titans. I'm going to take the Bengals minus two and a half. Now, it's sacrilegious because the Titans are better, have better record than them, and they're the home team, yet they're still getting two and a half points at home with a better record. I think that's their way of saying that, you know, I know, you know, Jamar Chase is coming back and Joe Burrow will have his full complement of weapons against Tennessee, who's sort of been getting away with some wins, have sort of been playing some lousy opponents. Well, Cincinnati's not a lousy opponent. A win for the Bengals would make them a 7-4 and four football team in their defense of their AFC title. I like the Bengals here. I think they're just ta- more talented. You look at the Joe Burrow is 2-0 and in his career against Vrabel and Tannehill. You know, he took nine sacks last year in the playoff game in the divisional round against the Titans and still found a way to win. He's a tough son of a gun. You can throw the ball on this Titans defense. And Joe Burrow with his full complement of weapons, you know, getting Jamar Chase back. I really like Cincinnati in this spot. I like the Bengals minus two and a half. Um, Texans at Dolphins. This one is a big number. I'm going to take the Dolphins minus 14. The Texans are moving on to their second string quarterback. Right, their receivers are, you know, Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins, Chris Moore. Doesn't scare anybody. The Dolphins, they got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle and Mike Gesicki, and they run the ball very well. And Tua is the highest rated passer in the league, and the Texans have the worst run defense in football. They gave up over 160 rushing yards to the Commanders last week. This one is going to be a whomping. I, I think the Dolphins kill them. Tomorrow, and I like the Dolphins to win this game by at least 14 points. Miami minus 14. Uh, Bears at Jets. So I'm going to take the Jets minus six. The Bears are likely going to be starting a backup quarterback. That that offense is completely different without Justin Fields. It's just going to be a traditional straight drop back type of game, and they don't have the receivers for that. Meanwhile, the Jets have the best defense, one of the best defenses in the NFL. Certainly, a top three secondary in the NFL belongs to the Jets, and they're getting a new quarterback who might actually throw the ball down the field, Mike White. He had a great game last year against Cincinnati, if everybody remembers. He actually can throw the ball down the field. This team might have some more juice with Mike White rather than they do with Zach Wilson. The Jets could low-key actually come in a home game after losing to Chicago or the Patriots last week and just blow out Chicago in this game. I like the Jets a lot in this spot. Jets minus six. All right, Broncos at Panthers. 
Taking the Broncos minus one. Uh, the Panthers are starting Sam Darnold, one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. The Broncos' defense is probably going to have a lot of turnovers in this game. And Russell Wilson will just have to make one more play than Sam Darnold. You're basically picking who's going to win the game, and I think it's going to be the Broncos. I don't usually pick Denver in the Nathaniel Hackett-Russell Wilson era, but I'm taking them here. Broncos minus one. Uh, okay, Ravens and Jaguars. I'm going to take the Jags. Plus three and a half. The Ravens, yes, they've had a 10-point lead every game this season. They've also got the most blown leads in the NFL this year of 10-plus points. They, they just struggle. I don't know. The, the second half comes, and I think this team gets too in their head. They're too comfortable. Jacksonville has had some decent offensive outputs this season. They made a game out of it against the Chiefs, and it weren't for a couple of missed kicks. It would have been a one-score game. Jaguars would have covered there. They're at home. I like Jacksonville's coaching staff and quarterback a lot more than you think. That could turn them into cover machines. I'm going to take the Jaguars here. It's, a, it's an upset pick for sure, but I'm taking Jacksonville in an upset against Baltimore at home. Falcons at Commanders. I'm going to take the Commanders minus four, and here's why. The Commanders will be without their top corner, Benjamin, or one of their top two corners, Benjamin St. Juice. But have you seen that defensive line for Washington? They're getting Chase Young back. They've already got Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, they play very, very tough and physical football. They make you run for your life. Marcus Mariota is you know, sort of coward under pressure this year. One of the more sacked quarterbacks in the league, and a bit turnover prone, is, is Marcus Mariota, who will be without his top weapon, Kyle Pitts, for this game. Um, Drake London is pretty much the only reliable target. If he's double teamed, this Falcons offense is going to struggle to score points because the Commanders have given up 21 or fewer points in seven straight games. They're really coming alive. They got back-to-back weeks with a defensive touchdown, and it's in Washington. Atlanta, defensively, has been really rough this year. They've got two weapons that scare me on offense and Drake London and Cordero Patterson. Mariota doesn't scare me at all, though. I, I really think the Commanders are going to come in there and pull off a, a, a nice win against the Falcons to get to 7-5. and five. I like the Commanders minus 4 to win the game and win by at least 4. That's 1 o'clock game. 4 o'clock. Uh, Chargers at Cardinals. Taking the Chargers minus 3. Um, they're just better than the Cardinals. I, they're, still got a, they're playing a dinged-up Kyler Murray who, you know, the Cardinals have been slow out of the gate all year. The Chargers are getting healthier on offense and defensively on the D-line. They can get after the quarterback, and with Kyler Murray less than 100%, I just trust the Chargers more in that spot. Raiders at Seahawks, taking the Seahawks minus 3.5. The Raiders, bit of a mess. Seattle coming off a bye. They're a well-coached team. they got a quarterback who's completing over 70% of his passes. That travels well. They're going to be at home, um, and with two weeks rest in those weapons, I like Seattle more. All right, Rams at Chiefs. This is a doozy. The Chiefs, 16-point favorites at home against the likely Bryce Perkins-led L.A. Rams. I don't know. I I think I'm more inclined to take the Rams plus 16 here because that's the biggest number I've seen in the NFL all year. I know it's at home, but we've got some garbage time potential here. I think the Chiefs are going to kill them. But the Rams have some garbage time potential to potentially do a backdoor cover, and I'd like to be on that side rather than the other. Rams plus 16, just because that's a massive number. Uh, Saints at 49ers, they, I'm gonna, I, yeah, it's another big number. I'm going to take the Saints plus 9.5 just because it's a huge number. The 49ers haven't blown a ton of teams out. I know they did last Monday night. Coming off a short week, they're going to be at home. I know the 49ers are 4-0 at home this year. 
but the, it's a big number. The Saints have played tough all season. Saints plus nine and a half is the play. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Finally, the Sunday night football game, Packers at Eagles. Again, another upset. I'm taking the Packers plus six and a half. Aaron Rodgers under the bright lights, especially on Sunday night, it feels like. He's money. He's six and one, or five and one career against the Eagles, if you include the playoffs. 15 touchdowns, three interceptions. He's always played the Eagles really well. Yeah, this is a, this is a spot that's interesting. I, I know the pa- but the Packers are not a pushover team like everybody thinks. I know they're four and seven, but they're not a pushover. You can you can you know play a little bit with these guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, and the Eagles go out and they absolutely kill them. I like the Packers in this spot plus six and a half. Okay, um, I'm going to take the Buccaneer or the Browns plus three at home against Tampa. The Bengals minus two and a half at Tennessee. The Dolphins minus 14 at home against Houston. The Jets minus six at home against Chicago. The Broncos minus one and a half at Carolina. The Jaguars plus three and a half at home against the Ravens. The Commanders minus four at home against the Falcons. The Chargers uh, minus three at Arizona. The Seahawks minus three and a half against the Raiders at home. Uh, The Rams plus 16 at Kansas City. The Saints plus nine and a half at San Francisco. And the Packers plus six and a half at Philadelphia. All right. Well, we will be back for the Monday episode. Um, hope everybody, of course, had a great Thanksgiving. If you're still traveling or with your family over, you know, hours away from your home, I hope you have a great rest of your vacation, a great rest of your Black Friday and beyond. And we will see you Monday. Go Commanders. You have a chance to potentially make the playoffs somehow, some way. They've won five of their last six. Let's see what they can do. I'm Jacob Valliere. This has been the Dadava Show, and we'll see you all Monday.